morning to you and welcome to the latest edition of the 3D Podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Coleman. Uh, as always, uh, glad to t- be joining you. Um, obviously, uh, it's typically I, I we try to get this podcast out on Monday mornings for those of you who might like to listen to podcasts on your way to work to start off your week. Um, that obviously has taken on a new meaning in which we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. But uh, you uh, can certainly find us on Twitter at 3ndpod. You can find myself at Stats SAC, of course. We are part of the Grizzly Bear Blues uh, podcast network with Grizzly Bear Blues Live and the Core 4 podcast, all through Grizzly Bear Blues, which you can find on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Um, my co-host, uh, Justin Lewis, uh, he uh, um, ha- had uh, some things um, going on uh, with family this weekend, so uh, certainly in, during these trying times, anytime you get the chance to do that, you got to take advantage of it, so he'll be back with us in due time, but I will be flying solo with you um, in this edition of the 3 d Podcast, and you know, before we get into um, you know the greatest Grizzly tournament, you know, the concept that we um, introduced last week, you know, obviously want to touch on all that's going on, the reason why. We uh, got creative with the the greatest grizzly tournament. That, of course, is you know what's the, this new normal that we're in. You know, we're you know as I mentioned before, surreal, um, unprecedented. However, you may want to describe it, um, we definitely have settled into a a new time, a new um, understanding of life. <laughs> it seems um, over the past few weeks. Um, you know, wherever you are and, and however you may be handling things, uh, certainly from us here at the Three Dean Podcast and Grizzly Bear Blues, uh, your our thoughts, prayers are, are with you. We hope that y'all are staying safe. You know, obviously nothing can you know replace you know the fact that you know we don't have sports right now. And while that, in my opinion, is the right thing to try to you know. Uh, minimize the impact that you know this outbreak is having you know it, it's definitely you know it takes away you know it, it one thing that sports has always been is an escape it's it's been a it's been a way for you know millions billions to to be able to you know handle life easily easier and in a time where you know stress is caused you know where it seems like you know from every possible source you know for some folks um sports was a way to escape and it's not there now so you know while march madness and the, the nba playoff pushes is not there unfortunately we wanted to try to make life a little fun you know with the greatest grizzly tournament and you know we we were very overwhelmingly surprised of from the greatest grizzly you know the reactions and the response and things like that you know we had said you know in a field of 32 players um, as we introduced last week uh, we did four regions the zebo the big spain the conductor region and the um the grindfather region we had 16 matchups last week four per day totaled nearly 9,000 votes with a lot of discussion and a lot of debate and feedback so just can't thank y'all enough as Grizzlies fans for your input and, and we hope that that continues to get even better going to this week so uh, of the 16 matchups that you know we discussed um you know 12 of those 16 um the winner the person that advanced it was the you know, it was the person that should have advanced. The, 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 the you know, it was the player that you know um, had uh, the more significant seed. You know, in twelve of the sixteen matchups, the winner won by seventy percent or more. And I think that that you know keeps the purity uh, of the bracket in place. You know, that shows that the seeding was you know 
put together pretty well and that the best players, the most legitimate players, moved on. Um, we did have a couple of upsets. You know, we did see Courtney Lee uh, beat Stromile Swift. And, and in my opinion, the surprise of the first round, you know, we saw Vince Carter beat Lorenzen Wright. Now, the thing about it is, is that in terms of overall NBA talent, Vince Carter far and away is the best all-time NBA talent in this group. But it still was surprising to see him win against someone like Lorenzen Wright. You know, someone as revered, you know, uh, the, the best homegrown talent in Memphis Grizzlies, um, you know, basketball history. You know, obviously with all the stuff that has surrounded Wright, you know, due to his untimely passing and his post-career, you know, all that added up. You know, it seemed like that Wright would be a favorite to move on, but he didn't. And, and you know, Vince Carter is, is in the second round, and so he joins Courtney Lee as being the only two seeds that are left who um, were seated lower than, than four. So, you know, going to go over the matchups now, you know, into next week, and we're going to do it two different ways. I'm first going to list the matchups based off the day that they're going to be voted on, and then in the breakdown of each matchup, I'm going to go from eight to one in terms of most intri- or least intriguing to most intriguing, and these are just my, you know, perspectives. That's the whole thing about it. Again, there's, even when the voting is done and the greatest Grizzly in terms of this you know, perspective has been decided, there's still no wrong or right answer. Everybody likes these players differently for their own reasons. The whole point is is to get a general consistent consensus on, um, you know, how fans feel about these players overall. But the matchups themselves are like this. On Monday, you've got um, Zach Randolph versus Jaron Jackson Jr. and Sharif Abdur-Rahim versus Rudy Gay. Tuesday, it's going to be Mark Gasol and John Morant, and then Mike Miller and Jason Williams. Uh, Wednesday, Mike Conley and Mike Bibby, and um, then Shane Battier and Courtney Lee. Thursday, it's going to be Tony Allen and O.J. Mayo, and then Paul Gasol and Vince Carter. So, you know, several intriguing matchups. We're going to get into, you know, a few of them that just, you know, absolutely jump off the paper. That, that, that'll be, you know, here in a few minutes. But let's get right into, you know, number eight, the matchup that, while it may be the least intriguing, still could be very interesting to unfold. And in my opinion, that's Shane Battier and Courtney Lee. Now, don't get me wrong. Both of these, in terms of their times with the Grizzlies, both of these talents added positive value. But in terms of the players being involved, you don't have a superstar. You don't have a franchise icon. You got two players who, on occasion, were um, uh, reliable response starters, but were also reliable reserves with similar styles of, uh, of performance and things such as that. So, you know, Battier was the first ever, you know, picked by the Grizzlies in Memphis, while Courtney Lee, you know, arguably was one of the top supporting pieces for the Grizzlies during their grit and grind era. So both have a lot of different ways in which they added positive value for the Grizzlies. Um, I feel that Battier deserves to move on here just because, you know, of his significance with the Grizzlies in their early days in Memphis. He did come back and play a little bit during the grit and grind era. Um, but I could see Courtney Lee pulling the upset. He could be the Cinderella of this tournament uh, just simply because, you know, again, it you know, it's shown that fans hold him in high regard. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the voting uh, goes in this setup. I think the seventh matchup in terms of, you know, the, the, the intriguing aspect of it is the Tony Allen-OJ Mayo uh, matchup. And it's not because that's not a slight towards Tony Allen. It just is this could be the most lopsided matchup of this whole week. You know, and the reason why is because there's not, there's not a matchup that features two players who are polar opposite to one another. 
Oh, or, or Tony Allen was a player who probably was more valuable in Memphis than he would have been anybody else. There is not a player out there who is more credited with creating the culture between the Grizzlies and their fans here than Tony Allen. You know, just all the positive momentum that one can have, you know, in his home city, Allen has that. Mayo, on the other hand, is a different story. This is not saying that Mayo is a horrible player, a person, whatever it may be. It was saying that the the rookie with the most hype before John Morant came into the picture this year and Jaron Jackson in 2018 was O.J. Mayo, and he simply didn't live up to it. You know, he had a great rookie season, but overall, you know, on-the-court production, off-the-court distractions, you know, obviously, you know, him and Tony Allen have had runs run-ins before. You know, O.J. Mayo was a fun talent to watch, but he just never developed into what many thought he would, so therefore, you know, his time was cut short here. But in terms of his production, you know, he did have a heck of a start to his career in a Grizzlies uniform, so it, it'll be interesting to see if he can give Tony Allen, you know, a run for his money at all. Um, I would say probably the sixth matchup is the Pau Gasol versus, you know, Vince Carter um, uh, matchup. And the reason why that is is, is because, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what um, you know, voters put the value on. You clearly have the two most significant overall NBA talents in franchise history going against each other, along with Allen Iverson. You know, in terms of any players that have put on the Grizzlies uniform, Gasol and Carter had the best chance at the Hall of Fame. Carter is a shoe-in. Gasol probably will eventually get there. Could he do it in a Grizzlies uniform? I don't know. But it's just going to be an interesting matchup because Pau Gasol clearly should win in a lopsided victory based on if you base it on production with the Grizzlies. But as we've seen, um, you know, if Vince Carter can sit there and, and get past Lorenzo Wright, he can get past anybody. So it'll be really interesting to see how this one plays out. In the end, I think Powell does win, uh, but I do think Vince keeps it close because, you know, just a lot of folks do have a very positive opinion of Vince, you know, since his time here. Coming in at number five in terms of the most intriguing matchup is the Sharif Abdurrahim versus Rudy Gay matchup. And again, kind of like the Tony Allen-OJ Mayo matchup, you know, a player who probably arguably had the best stretch of his career while he played for the Grizzlies against another player in Gay who was very hyped, one of the most hyped draft picks in Grizzlies history, who unfortunately just never lived up to his potential, though he was a very valuable player. Now, I don't know if Abdul Rahim gets the credit he deserves. Um, he was the first true talent in the in, in you know the Grizzlies franchise history. He was the closest thing to a star, to an all-star level player that the Grizzlies had when they were in Vancouver. In terms of the Grizzlies, you know, in, in terms of scoring, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, for any Grizzlies player that has played more than 100 games in the uniform, he averaged 20.8 points. That's two full points higher than the next closest guy in Pau Gasol. So that just goes to show, you know, in terms of a pure score, you know, it's hard to argue, you know, maybe John Morant is that one day, but it's hard to argue against Abdul-Rahim being the best pure scorer in Grizzlies franchise history. Um, you know, it's going to be an intriguing matchup. I think Rudy does win, you know, despite, you know, the fact that he never really got to 
the the the, the talent. He never really matured into you know the full his full potential. He still was a very liked player. A lot of people loved his style of play and what he brought to the equation. So I think in the end, um, there's a good chance that Gay pulls off a um, a close victory, even though there is an argument to be made. Abdur Rahim had the better Grizzlies career. Um, I think that I'll be voting for Abdur Rahim, but in terms of re- you know how recent they were and the fact that you know there are several folks who still hold um, Gay in high regard, I think that you know overall uh, Rudy Gay will win this matchup. In terms of uh, the the next matchup that I feel is the most intriguing, you've got Mike Conley and Mike Bibby. And the reason why I think that this one is intriguing is just because you've got the first point guard in franchise history versus the best point guard in franchise history and two very notable names, two of the more notable names that have played for the franchise. You know, Mike Bibby was never an all-star level type player, but he was a very productive point guard for the Grizzlies to be, you know, during the first few years of the franchise. Franchise, whereas Mike Conley obviously has been one of the most iconic players in the history of the franchise and obviously the best floor general that we've had. I don't think that this is going to be a close vote. I think that Conley easily will, you know, he may push 90% of the vote. However, I do think that Bibby may, you know, be able to keep it close. And at the very least, you know, again, we've mentioned Abdur Rahim and Mike Bibby in two straight matchups. You know, one of the byproducts of this that we hope for is for Grizzlies fans to be able to know more about the early days of the franchise, to recognize these names and learn about them and things like that. That's one of the fun things about these type of debates. But in terms of Conley and Bibby themselves, I don't think it's going to be that close of a matchup. Um, I just think that Conley is, you know, with how beloved he is. And, you know, he was... You know, the better player, in my opinion, for, you know, many years, I think that he pulls away with the victory. The third matchup on the, um, in, you know, intriguing scale um, is Mike Miller versus Jason Williams. And again, another situation in which you've got a player and Mike Williams, who who is considered to be a Memphian now, even though he's not from here, you know, on Penny's staff at the University of Memphis. You know, another thing about Mike Miller is that he had the thing that he was best at was the one missing piece that a lot of Grizzlies teams, even during their peak of the grit and ground area, he was the one missing piece, um, or his skill set was the one missing piece to completely making this roster a title contender. However, that doesn't take away from Mike Miller's career overall. He had a very successful career here and elsewhere, you know, in terms of his playing style and, you know, his um, his longevity of his career. Jason Williams, obviously, with the advent of social media and being able to see old highlights and things like that, there's still a following for Jason Williams here in his style of play. But at the end of the day, I think that Miller was the better player, and I think he's the more beloved player, the more positive opinion, you know, is you know sticks in Memphis with Miller than it does Williams, and of course he's here. So I think Miller winds up pulling out the victory. And this leads us to our two most intriguing matchups. Now, I, it's not that I'm saying that these matchups are going to be where you're going to have the best chance for an upset. It's just going to be that I think that these are going to be the most heavily debated and, you know, the ones that I think people are going to follow most. The second one, the one that comes in second on the list, is Zach Randolph versus Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, again, I feel like that, you know, Zach Randolph may probably will win by 80 to 85% of the vote. But this goes to show that, you know, as beloved as Zebo is... Uh, off the court and as productive as he was on the court, he truly is facing a talent in Jaron Jackson Jr. that we have not seen. Right now, you know, with the, with the way that Jaron Jackson has stepped forward this season and how he projects, he is the type of player who could offer a similar level of production that Gasol did during his peak on defense 
while also being compared to the likes of Mike Miller from shooting threes on offense. And this is a 6'11 guy. In terms of versatility and, and the ability to be a true two-way talent, I don't know if the Grizzlies have had someone like Jaron Jackson Jr. And while Zach Randolph will win this vote, he should win this vote, that's who I'm voting for, it's just going to be interesting to see if, how big of a dent Jaron Jackson puts in the voting, because I do think the Grizzlies fans are smart, especially about, you know, these players, these different making talents, and I think that, you know, a lot of Grizzlies fans will back up the thought that, you know, despite Randolph being, you know, having potentially the best offensive seasons in Grizzlies history by any player, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jr. in terms of his overall game is a really, really intriguing talent um, to, to see develop. That leads us to our top overall matchup, which is Mark Gasol versus John Morant. Now, when I first unveiled this, you know, me and Justin unveiled this tournament bracket to our supporters over at Grizzly Bear Blues who helped with the getting everything together, this second round matchup was the one that just jumped off the page. No doubt about it, this matchup easily could be the most heavily debated, discussed, and intriguing matchup of the entire tournament. Uh, you got Mark Gasol, who, you know, statistics show was the most productive Grizzly in franchise history. But you've got John Morant, who you don't need stats. You just need your eyes to see that John Morant carries significance with him to a level that no one has for the Grizzlies. He is the first true chance the Grizzlies have at, at, you know, being able to have just a well-known NBA superstar on their roster. Whether that happens or not, we don't know. But we certainly have gotten nothing but reassurance that Jaw is well on his way to doing that. So what matters more, production or projection? You know, um, Gasol, in terms of his talent, you know, it, he, he, he's done things on the court no the Grizzly has done. But off the court, you know, there's not the most positive opinion of him. You know, people, he's, he's a very polarizing figure. You know, some, you know, you know, really didn't, in my opinion, they underestimate or they don't fully appreciate the type of skill that he had because he didn't play the way that they, that he did not play the way many thought he should, but yet he still was productive. Whereas with Jaw, everybody is excited and just head over heels for his potential because they truly feel that he can reach a superstar level of, you know, recognition. But in this matchup, I, Mark should win because I, I truly feel that he should be right there as someone that uh, many consider you know, a, a favorite to uh, um, uh, win the Greatest Grizzly Tournament. But on that same end, I think that Jaw is going to be the one to do it. I think Jaw is going to pull the first of what could be a couple of upsets on his way to advancing further in the tournament. I think Jaw wins just because of how popular he is, how well-known he is. And, you know, the fact that, you know, some people may still have lingering negative opinions on Mark. So I do think that in this most intriguing matchup of the week, John Morant pulls off the victory. And it will be easy to see. It will be interesting to see how close the voting actually is. But there you have it. Kind of a breakdown of all eight matchups based off least intriguing to most intriguing. Again, I'm not sitting here saying um, that, you know, these are my rankings of, you know, the biggest upset potential or anything like that. I just feel that in terms of what, how these matchups will be discussed and debated and, you know, interacted with, I rank them and how much I think each will generate, um, you know, on Twitter and social media. But, you know, overall, it should be a fun week, just like we had last week. Look forward to talking with y'all. Hopefully, we can get over 10,000 votes and, you know, really be able to put some effort into determining, you know, the outcome, you know, of this exercise. So, uh, for Sean Coleman, uh, it, 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 my pleasure um, talking with y'all today. Thanks so much for listening to us, as always. We look forward to talking with you and, and getting your feedback and everything. 
on the Greatest Grizzly Tournament. But the main thing is, is just enjoy it. You know, there's no right answer, no wrong answer in terms of these debates and discussions. It's just all for fun and just to get a general idea of, you know, where these players, you know, stand, you know, whether in the past or present, you know, with the Grizzlies franchise that always loved uh, the players that played for the team. So for Sean Coleman, um, you know, and, and Justin Lewis and the rest of us here at the 3ND Podcast, we can't thank you all enough for joining us. Please allow for us to be a part of your daily routine as much as possible, you know, as we get through this time together. For 3ND Podcast, my name is Sean Coleman. Thanks so much for joining us here this week. We look forward to talking with you next week, as always.